y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode number 326, I have the privilege of welcoming back Kay Wyman. He said that mercy is the willingness to enter into someone else's chaos, which honestly has blown me away. Um, And I think about it constantly, yesterday, this morning, because we are always in the wake of someone's chaos, even my own, okay? Because I'm coming at it with my history that is laced with my chaos. And so everyone in my wake, which are my people around me every morning, they're getting a dose of me. I'm getting a dose of them. I mean, it's it's so fascinating. And so, which could be overwhelming unless we go to the one who is these things. Like the Lord enters my chaos every minute of every day. And he meets me there. And in the meeting, he is compassion. He yeah. says that like when his goodness passes before Moses, the first word he uses to describe himself is compassionate. It's not often that I have the opportunity to introduce you to a real life friend of mine who's also an accomplished author. And that's my friend, Kay Wyma. God keeps intersecting our paths in life. And currently her youngest of five kids is at school with my boys. Um, He's in a grade right between my two oldest boys. And so she's always been a few steps ahead of me, guiding the way with grace and truth. And even in the author journey, she's been such a wise, helpful friend. Today, we're talking about a practice that her family used to help them get through a really hard season this last year. Something so hard, in fact, she can't actually share all the details of in this show, but she is going to guide us in the practice of their Soul 30. Y'all have heard of Whole 30. Well, this one's for the soul. And it's all outlined, too, in her new book, The Peace Project, which comes out soon. But today... It's not about another thing to add to your to-do list. It's really a how-to-do list. And we're going to focus on thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. What does that really mean? Okay, I'll lay it all out for us. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. So much goodness you've already said and I didn't hit record and then I'm getting mad at you. It's because, y'all, if you don't know, Kay... Oh, man. You'll find out in the book. You'll find out in the book. This is good stuff. All of the ways God has intersected my life with Kay, and Kay has been a blessing to me, and we have children at the same school and live up the highway from one another. And just, I don't know, Kay, you bring a perspective that always leaves me feeling lighter. Oh. So I want that I for the, the moms. About you. I feel well, the same about you. I wanted you to come on here. Like we were just saying, moms are weighed down. There's just been a long year of pouring out, of kind of holding, like it feels like you're watching life just splinter, like feeling like you're holding everything together for everyone. Kind of like you're holding all the strings for everyone, making sure no one's mental health goes down, making sure everyone's staying physically healthy from this unknown virus and then schooling and work and all of the things. And you're, it's like, I picture moms holding all of it and they're looking up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's been a year of me holding all of it. Mm -hmm. 
And so what would you say even just starting there? Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, gosh, what you just said is so true. I felt like kind of that we've been in, in such an intense environment. None of us have lived through a world war. You know, we've read about them, we've seen them. And there's something that comes with outward assaults like that, that allow people to live it. Like even, okay, like even 9-11, you know, I remember when that happened. I remember being in my kitchen, seeing it happen. It was an attack. It was intense. and, And it was real. People came together. And we've even done that with a lot of the, to the best of our ability, which isn't very good, which is usually the case as you work through things. I mean, you're working through it and we're people and we're complicated, you know, and everybody has different experiences, different histories. They're coming with different stories, different narratives that are in their head that usually are broken, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing that by ourselves, it just leaves you with behind a big fake brick wall. That's what I love about what you do. It's like, don't do that. We're doing this together. We're going to do it openly and honestly. And we're going to walk through these things. So even the very harsh stuff that we've seen around the country with riots and with issues that are disgusting regarding, you know, that that bleed on humanity. I think that's why so much of it's so hard because human beings are amazing. It's like the greatest worth, you know, the Imago Dei. We're the only part of creation that is created in the image of God and that is has such great worth that he gave everything. Like he gave everything because he loves you. And so, yeah, that part. So, so we, we get that and the intensity when it's intense outside of us, we're like, bring it, you know, let's do this. And we march on together. Then we've had this weird pandemic that is like all the unseen because it's just a load of unseen that is equally as intense, really like a weird intensity because we had to do something. We don't even know what that is, like stay home. And I'm not saying that like, oh, you're so busy. You never stay home. Uh, uh-uh. This was like, you know, like the needle was ripped off and it's like, oh, now you're going to do a whole new thing. And we did it. Like we did it because we do it. And so number one, it's like, just for a second, hit the thankful button and start ticking through. Like, really, you did it. You did it. You you somehow had meals cooked. You walked alongside people. You stopped driving in your car. You did school online. We are doing Zoom, which now is really kind of, I'm like, there's great things about Zoom that are pretty awesome. Like, who knew? And, yeah. and so it's like, start it, ticking it off. Like, okay, there's good things and you've done it. And this message that is pervasive, that we have to do it all, it's been there forever. And it's a bad message and you can't. And so therein comes the rub because we can't see this stuff. The fact that you threw you threw mental health in there. I mean, that'll leave anybody weak because guess what? You can't control it and you don't know what it is. And so there comes this enormous opportunity that's legit and real to rest in the one who does see everything, you know, who Mm -hmm. sees all, knows all, meets us there, speaks these words over us. You are chosen, you're seen, you are loved, you are cherished, you are precious, you know, that, that you're completed, you're whole, you know, (laughs) that you're sought after all these things that you can't see that are real, that you really not only have to hear and receive, now you get to act on it. 
And so there's a great thing involved in that. And there's a heaviness involved in it because you do feel like it's like, I've got to hold it all together. And that part is exhausting. And that's the part where you go, you don't, you were never supposed to hold it all together. And so welcome to freedom. And that's where I think in this, like, because we really have been practicing thankfulness, kindness, and mercy, not because I made it up, but because in a very (laughs) bad moment. (laughs) Tell tell us, tell us your bad moment that motivated you to lean into thankfulness, kindness, and mercy. Like what would motivate (laughs) a weary mom? Yes. Cause that feels like more to do's, but okay. Tell us, I know. Tell us what happened. So it all stemmed from a really rotten, sorry attitude. You know, (laughs) isn't that where the best stuff comes from? I was sorry attitude, <laughs> like a no good, very bad day. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And, and it just was a regular ordinary day. I was, I was having people over to my house, which I do when I really do have people over once a week. And I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. It was to contemplate scripture together. So okay. I opened the fridge. There's no, oh, there's milk in the refrigerator cartons. And uh, I take it out so that people could have coffee, you know, with milk in it. And there's no milk in the cartons, like Zippo. I mean, they're like, somebody should have squished them and put them in the recycle, but no. So too too empty, two, not just one, two empty milk cartons in the fridge. It was very, it was very disappointing. And I know I'm not the only one because I know it's happened to me on multiple occasions with cereal boxes and I don't, I don't understand it. It's similar to laundry. Like, why do you put it? Why not put it in the hamper? Like, why would you set it beside? I don't get it. Like, there's just. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, there's that. And I was, so you know, I was not happy. I go out in my car to go like, this really is what happened that morning. And I do. This is like how the book started. So it's in the book. And um. I'm backing out our driveway. You've been to our house. We live in an older neighborhood. And so there are driveways and we live on a busy street. And so there's lots of cars on the street and I'm, it was packed. And I'm sort of like, how am I even going to get out? There's a car coming at the end. And he so nicely pulls over this really nice little work truck. And I was like, glory be great day, you know? And I'm like, that is the sweetest thing. I back out the driveway. And by the time I get into the street, this big old black pickup truck has been like, you know, (laughs) and and I'm sitting there going, this is my street with a few more choice words on it going, I live here. What, what is going on? And I had no choice. I had to back up and and it wasn't just backing up a little bit. It was like literally three houses down. I had to back down the street to let this guy pass. And as I did, I looked up and this beautiful sunrise was occurring. And I had that moment going, what the, what am I doing? Because you know what? That stuff steals from you. Like it steals from you. It gives you nothing. It says that it's going to give you something because I'll show you, let me tell you who lives on this street. This is my (laughs) block baby. And that does nothing for you. Nothing. Proving your point does nothing. This morning driving to school, it poured last night. It was a huge storm and the clouds are out. And, um, for so many years, I have fought with the kids, like fought, not fought with, fought for, to be able to look up because we have five kids. Our oldest is 24. Our youngest is 13. And I'm just saying five human beings traveling life together means there are good times and really hard times, like 
take your breath away hard. And I learned years ago that if you look up, it helps you get perspective. And so even this morning, I'm like, I gasped as I turned and saw what was going on in the sky. And I turned to the kid next to me and I was like, look at that. And he says, Heather, oh, I've already done that. And I was like, Mm. what? And he goes, oh no. He said, and it was so sweet because he said, you've taught me to start my day with the sky. Uh. And I know. And I was sitting there going, and okay, okay, so hear this. I am not some great teacher. Like I'm not sitting there with some wisdom going, let me teach my children <laughs> to start the day with God. I've you never re- even Yeah. It's like some curriculum and like day one right. week, week three, day two, look at sky. Yeah. Oh, I know. We're yeah. sucking air. It's what's going on over here. And it's like, please, is there any, any, anything up there? You know? And um, and so for um, me personally, it has helped me through my days to go just to see the enormity because what it does, it's like you literally breathe as you look up and it gives you perspective. And this 13-year-old says to me, I start my day with the sky. I've never heard of that. I've never said it. And he's driving into school grounded to some capacity because perspective has started his day. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And so that's what hit me that morning. And naturally, because I wasn't sitting there going, here's what I need to do. Naturally, I just sat there going, what are you doing, you fool? Because it made me feel so bad. And I was like, my gosh, you're in a car with air conditioning. You're going to a grocery store where frozen goods are and and refrigerated milk where the cartons are full, you know, and it's sort of, and I might walk in and someone will say, hi, Kay. And, and for sure, someone's going to be nice to me as they check me out or highly likely, you know, there's, there's <laughs> good coming, coming at me. And, and so there's thankfulness barreling in. I didn't even know. And now I'm backing down with a lighter heart and I'm legit doing it this time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, take it. It's yours. Like, which is really kindness, like literally going, please go before me. It's not some major act. I didn't plan it. It just was being kind to someone. And it's not Pollyanna. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's legit. Like, I mean, yeah. and, cause that's where it's like, call it out, call out the frustration, call out the discord, call out if you can in some form or fashion, get to the why it yeah, made yeah. you feel like that. Because yeah. what it made me feel like was that I was, no one saw me and then mm. hit it with the truth. You are seen because Elroy, the God who sees, sees you all day, every day, you know? And so this is where it's like, goes into all the little legs and crevices as he drives by, I get to see him. And I'm like, okay, if he's doing that, there's a lot going on in his day. Like he's doing, he's got to get somewhere. He's late. I've been there. I live there, you know, whatever. Or he's a jerk. And if he's a jerk, what a cruddy life, you know? (laughs) And he needs Jesus all the more. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's compassion. That's called compassion because I have now left all about me to a little about somebody else. Okay. No, this again, no clue. I just walked into the store going, man, I feel good. Like I felt physically good. I come home and I tell the girls about it. I'm like, the weirdest thing happened today, this, and it all started with a sorry, rotten attitude. And I can't tell you how good I feel. Like I feel great. And the great feeling lasted like for days. It was so weird. And the next week, and I wasn't thinking anything about it. The next week, one of the ladies was like, Hey, can you, can you, you know, tell us again about what happened last week? I'm like, what happened last week? You know, (laughs) I'm so moved on. And she goes that deal when you were backing out. And one of the other ladies goes, Oh, this 
next week I've been doing your thing. And I was like, what thing? And she's like, that thankfulness, kindness, you know, compassion thing. And I was like, is it a thing? And then I was sort of like, maybe it could be a thing. And that's where I sat going, what would happen if you did this? Like, like if you legit did it um, for a period of time and you know, where we live, people do the whole 30 and um, I do, I'm just saying I never have, I'm not very good at that stuff. And I like the whole sugar and I like the whole carbs and I like all the whole things. I do. And quite frankly, I, you know, I had an eating disorder when I was Uh, uh, for years when I was younger. And so I don't play with that stuff. I know what it, I I just don't because that's wise. Okay. Yeah. That's wise. Well, it might not mess me up, but I don't want to give it an opening, you know? And so I don't, but I was sitting there going, that makes sense. Like people love that because they can do it for 30 days. And I was like, what about a soul 30? Why don't we do stuff for our soul? Why don't we take care of our thoughts? Like, why don't we proactively do things, you know, to make my soul better? And that's where I was like, I like the idea of a soul 30. And I think I could do that. And then I, you know, said the words and regretted them instantly. Do you want to do 30? Because it does seem like something to do. And I was sort of like, I don't have time to do anything. If you can relate to some of what Kay was talking about with just being in a hard place and needing additional help, I have been there myself. If you need help getting unstuck, I'm thrilled to connect you with this week's sponsor. It's called BetterHelp, and they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And the good news is there's a broad range of expertise, expertise that may not be available locally to you, but it can be through BetterHelp. It's available for clients world wide. You get timely, thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video, phone sessions. You don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Whatever barrier to entry you have to getting the counseling you need, BetterHelp is accessible. They want to help you start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash DMA. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Don't Mom Alone listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash DMA. But, you know, as you're talking about it though, what you, you still went to the grocery store, you still got the milk, like what you were, was on your to-do list. It didn't change. It was how you did it. So it's not about a to-do, it's about a how-do. And it's like, I love that. It's like a normal response versus a intentional different response. And if that's a shift, that's not like a adding, that's not a, I need to add this to my list. It's more like, how can I approach this in a way that I haven't been for my soul to grow and change. Or just even to settle for my yeah. soul to settle. Yeah. yeah. Because when we're holding on, like I've got to keep this together, there's nothing settled in that. Yeah. Like that's stressful. Yeah. So stressful because I really care about the people on the other side of me trying to hold it together. Like, you know, get beyond these pressures that are put on us. Which yeah, I mean, I'm like, thinking we legit love these people next to us. 
I'm thinking about this, like the mom and holding all the strings. And it's like, if your soul is at a place of thankfulness, you're seeing God's goodness, even in the hard circumstances, you're, you're leaning into, well, I have an ability to be kind to others and use wherever I am to offer this to God. And I'm showing others mercy where I want to kind of give them what for. It's a reminder of God's character outside you, which lets you release surrender. God's got your kids. God's bigger than all of these things that we feel like I, as the mom, am fully responsible to do all the things. It's like, I feel like your practices are kind of helping that mom loosen the burden. Okay. And here's the cool part. Because it's not just the relief. Even as you're saying that, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And. And. Okay. Tell us the and. Always the way the Lord works. He's always a yes and. Yeah. Yeah. And so yes, you get the release, but you, it's also an infusion mm. because when you, I've, okay. So I really do think about this stuff all the time because I, because I go for it because I now know that when there's discord, the place to go primarily is mercy and, and the thankful it's like thankfulness primes the pump. Kindness is like an action to get you started. Mercy is a very weird thing to say that you practice. Yeah. Tell us Uh, about mercy. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Cause it's soul stuff. Like everything involved with mercy is on your inside and everything involved with mercy is God. He Hmm. is compassion. So you're using compassion and mercy interchangeably. Are they, would you say like holding hands? Okay. That's a great, thank you for that. Mercy, like the definition of mercy. Um, there's a few and, you know, I went straight to Oxford because I'm sort of like, if this is something, please show me. That's one thing I like. Like, I hope that people, if they ever, you know, engage, okay. What you get with me is harebrained is very much flaky, but I also am curious. And so if something is real, I want to know why, like I, my first place was sort of like, I don't understand why that happened. I don't even know what it is. And so I didn't get to mercy until I started looking at what compassion is, realizing that the definition of mercy, which is the big, the big kahuna involves compassion. It involves forgiveness. And that's, you know, if you look at Oxford, it's compassion and forgiveness upon someone that you can harm, which makes sense because that's, you know, here's the, you know, the lie. I'm going to tell that truck who's boss, you know, you can't go, which is me going, oh yeah, I'm going to ruin your day. Or knowing I'm not going to ruin your day. I'm going to slow you down even more because you're barreling through whatever. It's some method of harm. So say it's, it's compassion and something to someone you could harm. What was the second thing? Forgiveness. Okay. And, but it of course keeps going, you know, because if you're, if you're grabbing hold of forgiveness, forgiveness, isn't saying somebody's right. Because molded into all of this thing too, is that you are never supposed to be a victim. It's not like, come walk all over me. That is not a part of this equation because there's a Jesuit priest that further went on to describe it. His definition is, and his name is James Keenan. And he defined it because a couple of years ago, it was the year of mercy in the Catholic church. That was the word. And uh, he said that mercy is the willingness to enter into someone else's chaos, which honestly has blown me away. Um, and I think about it constantly yesterday, this morning, because we are always in the wake of someone's chaos, even my own, 
okay? Because I'm coming at it with my history that is laced with my chaos. And so everyone in my wake, which are my people around me every morning, they're getting a dose of me. I'm getting a dose of them. I mean, it's it's so fascinating. And so, which could be overwhelming unless we go to the one who is these things, like <laughs> he enters my chaos, the Lord enters my chaos every minute of every day. And he meets me there. And in the meeting, he is compassion. He yeah. says that like when his goodness passes before Moses, the first word he uses to describe himself is compassionate. And so anytime we're engaging in, in that, you're actually connecting with him because we cannot in our own power do that, which yeah. goes straight back again to the holding on to the strings we think we have to hold on to the strings. And then it's like this mysterious part of the equation is no. <laughs> I hold the strings. I do it for you. I am the one that holds the strings. And and we're like how does that even work? I don't know how that works. And um I think that's kind of been one of my favorite aspects of practicing these things which it didn't take long, but it did take a little while to figure out that why these things make you feel so good is because it's actually the greatest commandment. Hmm. It is. Love the Lord, you know, they came to Jesus. What is the greatest? What sums it all up? Sum up the love law the for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, which is thankfulness. My eyes are not on me. I am continually going there. Okay. Crazy. And uh, love others as well as yourself. And those in action actually is kindness. And mercy is the part that hits to the soul, like your soul self, which is the essence of who we are. And, and that's why I'm sort of like, mm, that, that's why this is sort of sick. Cause there are many times I'm like, this is sick because <laughs> sick in a good way or bad way. Yeah. Okay. Like it's sort of like fat P H A T. Yeah. I was like, you're of- hanging out with your teens and your twenties. I'm yeah. thinking sick is a good thing. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Like yeah. I, you sit there going, how could freedom come into this moment? Because this is so oppressive. And every single time I've entered into interaction with this person or this event, circumstance, whatever, I walk away shattered. You know, mm. it takes me days to get back up. And and I'm sitting there going, hold on, I'm walking away and I was only shattered for like 15 minutes. What's going on here? Like, this is weird as we fight for things like mercy and what does compassion look like? Okay. My parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. They just are. And in that older part, my father had COVID and I know Heather, I mean, you've been dealing it with your, with your folks, just the sadness of people getting older and just part of life. It's part of life. All right. And so a part of like my family's life is kind of, you know, just elderly things coming into play, which elderly things means less patience. (laughs) For them or for us both ways. Right. And so it's like in those moments where it's like, (laughs) <laughs> which is the, the two-year-old moment. It's like, and the teen moment, I mean, fill in the blank, you know? There's an, like there's a lot of possible moments where we just want to scream. Stop. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, if for a second you could stop in that and see the person, the human being with dignity that is next to you and quite possibly for one second, 
allow their history, their experiences, their struggles, their weaknesses, their strengths to be able to inform anything that's going on. It's almost like you exit now because it's not being for, this is what I think is so interesting about the willingness to enter someone else's chaos. Often chaos is forced on us. Like you don't get a choice. It's barreled in on you. And, and that's legit. But in the middle of that being forced, we can actually exit consider the human being next to you and all that is a part of that human being and enter back in with willingness, with compassion leading it. Not compassion like walk all over me, but compassion in, I'm, I get it. I'm, I understand. And then we can actually interact in these situations in a healthy way, healthier way, because I don't know if we'll ever get all this till we're in heaven. And walk away a little more whole than completely flattened or overwhelmed. You know, does that make sense? I, that's a heady one. No, <laughs> Sorry I feel, to share that. No, 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 no. I feel like I felt a lot of passion and with that, some anger related to the big C church and how we're entering into other people's chaos. And I've, I've struggled with it the last, actually the last few weeks. And I was at a group and the anger came out in a way that I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you, Pete, like the people sitting around this table. I'm just mad. And then I realized, okay, no, what it actually is this passion because I'm reading about a Jesus who, this is my phrase. I want to make an Instagram post because this is, I've been processing it. Jesus never met people's pain with politics. He never, he never met their pain with Paul. He met it with his presence and his power. Like he comes in and meets them where they are and brings the, whether physical healing, forgiveness of sins, whatever it is with compassion. And he wasn't tied to ethnic lines. He wasn't tied to economic lines. He wasn't tied to gender lines. He was just supernaturally seeing the person and I think what you're doing is you're inviting us to kind of follow Jesus's steps and seeing people in their chaos instead of coming in with an agenda of like, I need to convince you of something like that I'm right and you're wrong, or I need to change you, or I need to make my way the way. It's like, let's just see someone, recognize there's a lot going on there with compassion of like, oh my gosh, I had a chaotic moment 15 minutes ago and your chaotic moment right now. And like, I don't have to be overly influenced by it where it causes chaos in my heart, but I can bring peace into that and be present with you. And just, I don't know, I get it. I think I get it because I've been processing this concept. Yeah. Okay. And it's so interesting and powerful because it's not saying, because the people that are coming at it with those things, it's what they think is the right thing to help. So right. recognizing that, like there's really at the core, even though the methods may be different at the core is I care for you. I like, yeah, it's, I care for me because of course we're at the core. And, and so, <laughs> but it's like at the same time, I care for you, but it's like, but I've got to protect me. So therein comes this mm. like instant, I must protect me. Another thing, Jesus didn't shy away from politics because he didn't shy away from it in that when they presented him the coin and they were like, well, who do you, you know, yeah. who's right. going on, what's going on here? And he's like, give to Caesar, render what to Caesar, what is Caesar's. And so it's like the essence of you live in this world, but here's the kicker. 
you are not of the world, which we've right. heard that phrase. All right. Right, right, like, right, right. What the heck does that mean? Like, right. I don't even know what that means. And I think what he's saying is live in your significance that has been settled because I settled it. Yeah. I settled it. And, and it's like, fight for that. Cause if you can come in on the solid ground, then we're a little more able because we, he's doing it like right. in that it's not me determining my strength. It's not me manufacturing my strength. It's not me manufacturing my argument, even though he has gifted people with the ability of discernment. He has gifted people with the ability of leadership. He, it's not a surprise the chaos isn't a surprise. The disunity isn't a surprise. What is the surprise to us is that we could fully function in all of that, like yeah. whole people. And that's where this prayer for unity in the garden before he before he settled everything, it was like, pray for unity. What does that look like? And I'm sitting here going, I think it looks like actually seeing people for who they are, like human beings, okay? So there's a few examples that I will never forget. Okay. And I was driving, we really lived through some pain and, you know, a little bit about that. And it's not my story or it is my story because I've lived in it, but it's not my story to share. But I will say the intensity, I, I don't even, I'm like, did that happen? Like, is that real? How are we alive? And how did a book get written in this? And how am I thankful for things that should scare me to like it should I we should have all checked out by now. And um, so I was in the car with one with one of my kids who's very hurt. And it's not right. He's hurt in places that should have been safe. And they weren't. Maybe I'm not safe, you know. Anyway, it's been a gut-wrenching experience. We're in the car, we're driving. I mean, I'm like, thank God, thank you so much. He's sitting with me. Thank you so much. You know, just like legit going, thank you so much. He's next to me. Thank you so much that we're that we're like breathing next to each other. If he's not gonna breathe, I'm okay. But thank you so much for today. And we pull up to a stoplight. And um, this was like, you know, mid-COVID, there was somebody asking for money. I always kept cash in the console because so many people had lost their jobs. I, I mean, I don't know. People are dying, you know, yeah, on right. the inside. And there's this right. guy standing there with this sign. And I'm like, what have we got? I'm digging through the console. It wasn't much. I rolled down the window and I'm like, here, I wish it was more. And um, I was like, what is your name? And he told me his name. And, and I was like, you know, I just want you to know that you're seen. I, okay. Like I see you as a, as the person that you are. And uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry for all this, even though I cannot relate to him. Yeah. I have not lived his life. I haven't lived his life in any capacity. The color of our skin is different. I'm not standing on a sidewalk. I'm in a car, you know, right. and I could, I could almost not talk to him because I'm embarrassed that I'm in a car and that right. I could hand cat. And it's like, no, this is a human being that is standing there. I see you. I don't know. I want to get beyond the uncomfortableness of this to be able to connect as human beings. Okay. That's not what I'm saying, but that's all. That's where I fight with my yeah. thoughts that yeah. are like, you know, and so in that he turns to me and he says, what is your name? And I'm like, my name is Kay. And he said, can I pray for you, sister Kay? Heather. And I, I'm like, yes. And he goes forth to say this prayer that spoke into our situation 
that was going on in our lives as I'm driving in that car. And so this moment occurs where it's like the deepest connection of human beings in a place of safety in the midst of the chaos that was ensuing in both of our lives. He doesn't know mine. I don't know his. It's irrelevant. And and I just, I started crying. I could cry right now because it just was like, what? The beauty of humanity that occurred, you know, on on a road I traveled daily with a person. And I, I was like, thank you. I rolled up the window. I'm like, I really am. I'm just like catching my breath as I'm crying because I needed what he said so desperately in as much as he needed whatever it was because the Lord was undeniably at the center of that because he loves people. Yeah. And he's defeated all of this. Dare we live in the freedom, in the victory, in amidst the toil and the snares and the trials. It's um, and experience joy because man, it's unbelievable. I think one of the best ways we could engage in thankfulness, acts of kindness and mercy is engaging in our local communities. And I want to connect you with a great way to do that. It's one of this week's sponsors. It's the Nextdoor app. It's free and it securely connects you with verified neighbors. So you always know what's happening in your local area. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe your electricity goes off, maybe you hear a uh, weather alarm alert in the neighborhood. Well, I always go to next door first and say, hey, what's going on? Anyone have any information? And people give updates on, oh, electricity's out on this street. It's it's on over here. If you are not on next door, I highly recommend it. You can buy things, sell things, post lost and found pets, offer help. It's a great way to keep up with the neighborhood. Go to nextdoor.com slash DMA to sign up and see what your neighbors are talking about. Be sure to use the link to sign up so they know you support our show. That's nextdoor.com slash DMA for Don't Bob Alone to join your neighborhood today. Don't forget to tell them who sent you by going to nextdoor.com slash DMA. I'm working through Galatians right now and... It feels like I've never read Galatians with the study. It feels like it's coming afresh and new. I love that. And, you know, Paul is writing to the church and there's the the challenge is that these new Gentile believers are being told that in order to be believers, they need to follow the law completely, including circumcision. And he's making his arguments about how, you know, Abraham came before Moses and that promise was made before the law was given. And if Abraham is declared righteous by a promise, then that's all we need is faith, not the law. And he says, you are no longer bound by the weaknesses of the elemental spirits of this world. Live in freedom that Christ has earned for you. And I feel like when I think of the elemental spirits of this world, I'm like, that is the lines of skin color. That is the lines of economic status that he's on the street and you're in a car. That is the line of him being a man and you being a woman. All of those elemental spirits of the world just completely crumbled at the moment of a supernatural experience of prayer where God knows the chaos that you, God knows the chaos that he's experiencing. And you meet in that moment, that holy moment, 
of seeing yeah. one another where you don't see the elemental spirits of dividing lines. Literally all three of those lines were present in that prayer time. And yet yeah. they just disappeared because you saw, you took the invitation and he responded to the invitation with his own risk of saying, hey, can I pray for you? Yeah. He yeah. offered something that that was risky for him too. You know, it's You're like right. this vulnerability of like rolling down your window and engaging someone where you could feel shame because I have more than they do or I'm, what do I have? I don't know right. their experience. And then the vulnerability of saying, hey, can I pray for you? They could say no. <laughs> it's so true. It yeah, occurred with me yesterday, just so you know, like that story has impacted me. Yesterday, we're dropping out, you know, we're sitting out on Lover's Lane at the vet because you can't walk into the vet, you know, and waiting for them to come get Lucy's waiting for them to come get her dog. And this, my, this guy walks by and it's like, hey, can I pet your dog? And um, we knew that dog is fine to pet. One of ours is not, <laughs> but one is. And Heather, I've seen that guy for years walking the streets and I've always wondered about him. Like, who is he? What's his story? And, and I've just never had an opportunity to engage with him. And he comes straight to the car and he says to me, to us, because you were nice to me, you spoke to me. And he was like, I want to give you something. And he's going to be in the Dallas Morning News this weekend. I'm, I can't wait to read about it. And he gave us this piece of paper. I wish I had it for you because it was so, I mean, just so dear. He had kind of written out, like he had drawn out a Dallas Morning News headline, kind of put a little line on it and then wrote his name with a smiley face on it. And he was like, read that article, read the article. And when you see me on the road, honk, because I'll know you're saying hi to me. Aww. Human connection. For someone that walks the streets every day, seen, unseen, seen, unseen, which that's raw. People yeah. that are that are raw. We all feel it. Yeah. I, I don't care who you are. You're sitting on a sideline watching your kid, seen, unseen, seen. It's like in, out, in, out, in, out. Well, here's the deal. You're in. God's like one thing that that hit me one day is that um, there's a funny equation that the you, that the world uses. And it's the if-then equation. If you mm -hmm. do this, then you're blah, blah, blah. That, and, and I was sort of like, I really was driving. I was like, that is so not God's equation. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is not God's equation. His equation is because then, because I love you, feel safe. Because I see you, talk to the person next to you because they don't feel seen and you don't have to worry about feeling seen or unseen I, because I chose you. You are ever eternally chosen because I clothed you in righteousness, wear it and don't feel like you have to do in order to be okay. I mean, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I think that's where the freedom comes. Like a lot of freedom comes in that, like in our heads. And I kind of feel like we need more than the thought in our head. When we act on it, it actually changes our neural pathways faster. And it's like the action is the point of trust, which yeah. makes it all the more real. So that when I enter the situation again, I'm actually living in the wholeness than I more often than I'm living in this holding it together emptiness. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, okay. I know our time's wrapping up, but. So this mom, Soul 30, yeah. the book is The Peace Project, yeah. which we'll call it Soul 30. That's what we're going to call it. It I do call it the Soul 30, the Peace Project Soul 30. Like, okay. 
Okay. This is what we're going to call it. Every day, thankfulness, kindness, mercy. Yeah. And you're just throughout your day thinking of these three words. Is that the goal? And then you're acting on them? No, I do it. I do it. And I write it down. Like when we did it, I was sort of like, I know, you know, and you too, you've been contemplating things for years. And it's like, okay, I know that if I write it down, I'm going to have more of a propensity to engage with it. Because honestly, it's not a secret. You're using more senses. And the more senses you use, the more likelihood, you know, it's going to impact you. So I was sort of like, if we're doing this, we're legit doing it. And so I write it down, thankful. And, and I told the kids, you you know, we're, will you do this with me for 30 days? I don't know why they ever say yes, but they did. And I was sort of like, you can't say you're thankful for the same thing every day. So and the funny thing about thankfulness, when you start, good luck stopping. Like, it's like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I legit look for some way to be kind. And there's so many things like you can practice kindness a gazillion ways that that are outward acts of kindness that you could just do something nice for somebody. And then you'll start to realize kindness is, is picking up the laundry for somebody that I'm frustrated with, you know, that they could have done it themselves. And, and again, not enabling or not, you know, all these kinds of things, but there's kindness opportunities everywhere. Be kind to yourself for Pete's sake. Like, my gosh, at least one day a week, do actively do something kind for yourself. And then the mercy part, I have found that mercy is hard because it's not something that you just like, you're not seeing things going, well, practice mercy because it's like, what does that even mean? And so that was a challenge, even in the research to go, what does that look like? When you feel unsettled after a phone call, after sitting on the sidelines during a carpool, I, I don't know. To me, unsettledness is like the red flag going, something's going on here. And that's when, when you can activate mercy. And often it begins with a question, if I'm, if I'm willing and I'm okay with it, going, why? Like, why is this unsettling me? Like, what is going on here? Yeah. And it tends to be like stuff we're afraid of. I'm afraid. And then to be able to find compassion on whoever just vomited on you. Um, whether it's a situation, a circumstance, or a person. And it tends to be the people we're closest to. So as you begin, save those for later. Like get a little bit under your belt of just being compassionate on the rude person, like just honked on you, you know, at you. And be able to say, why did they honk at me? I was doing nothing. And be able to say something's bad in their day if they're honking. Or right now, you know what? People are stressed out, for goodness sake. We don't remember how to drive in traffic. We haven't (laughs) been driving. Give ourselves a break, you know? (laughs) And then you go, oh, yeah. And then you see the person next to you, which I think is the key. Seeing the Imago Dei that is next to you and the one that's looking back at you in the mirror because you are too. And then let God, because this isn't my shtick. It is so not mine. I am so thankful to be along for the ride. Heather, what we have lived through this last year, I can't even. There were times people would reach out on Instagram and go, would you do a Soul 30? I had no idea it was for me. How, How badly I would need to be able to be stable. And to really learn what it is to just live today's day. Like it allowed us to live through some really tough stuff, fully bathed and experiencing joy. 
And I don't know what else to say except that you can't manufacture that stuff. And it's here for the taking. So why not? Why not try? Just give it a shot. Yeah. Buy the book. Don't buy the book. Try it. Just do it. it. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm honored to share you. You (laughs) You're mine. You're mine. But I'll share you. And um, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful how God sees what we need before we know we need it. And he gave me you. Oh, and, me, you know, we both feel like that. Yeah, like it's a gift. It's you a guys, gift. It was at a dinner party years ago. We sat by each other and instantly like, I'm like, oh, she's a real person. Yeah. He's a real person. That's not doing the game. So I was thankful to, um, to know you and share you today. And I'll point people in the show notes to your website. If you want to say your Instagram handle where they could find you. At kwyma dot, it's at kwyma on Instagram or kwyma.com. and I'm also going to sh- what are <laughs> send you, doing? you to like one of those little code things, you know, the square code things that you get QR your code off of now. Yeah, yeah, QR code. code. Yes, because uh, believe it or not, we have an app for that. Um, because somebody asked, and it really wasn't that hard or expensive, um, so that you can have your own journal to be able to track this stuff if you want to. And it's just encouraging stuff on it. It's not the book because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to recreate the book on an app, but it really is just a way to be able to track these things. And and the great little interviews on it, right? Oh yes. Including, I'm telling you, I listened again. Heather's so sweet because she, I was like, could you, I really want to have people opine on thankfulness, kindness, and mercy that engage with it. And Heather shares this great part of, gratitude that's that I mean you should just like term it the what went well that's yeah that's connected families they told they that was in their parent coaching yeah what went well yeah good yeah it's like what went well for anybody that is a great way it's not Pollyanna it's just acknowledging the things that went well and that is a great place to start with gratitude so go listen to that there's it's just little short chats about those things okay a little app a little app is it called the Peace Project app? It's called Peace Project Soul 30. And the 30 is a number. And it's a, it's a an app that you really, that runs online. Kind of, I don't understand all of that. So I'm just telling you it's a duct tape production. But you can look at it, peaceprojectsoul30.com. And that's an app. How weird is that? It's great. And then I, I love the idea because we always have these things with us. The, yes, good and, the good and the bad of it. The good and the bad of it. That's let's what make someone it good. asked. They asked, yeah. they were like, I want it with me. Yeah. Thanks, Kay. Heather, this is a blessing. Oh, it so is. Sorry Thank for you. just yapping so much. Oh, no, stop. Love you. That's what my kids say. Stop. Please, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, y'all. I hope that you get connected with Kay. She's just fantastic. And I can't wait to check out her app and her book. Uh, but let me pray over us. It's a lot going on (laughs) in this school year. Lord, I thank you that you are compassionate, that you enter our chaos, that you went first. You show us what mercy looks like. And I pray, Lord, that our hearts would see others as you see them. I thank you that we take you with us wherever we go. I pray that when we want to complain that you could Just open our eyes to what's going well, that yes, we can demonstrate kindness to others, but Lord, I pray for each mom who is 
working so hard that she could be kind to herself, Lord, that she would remember your kindness towards her and that your expectations are so much lower than she's probably putting on herself. I pray that she would feel your presence as you enter her chaos. And um, I pray for all the interactions of her day, all the clashing into each other with neighbors and friends and sidelines, that you would fill our minds with truth, that we would believe what's best about each other. And uh, I just pray for any divisions or heartaches that you would be present and wrap them up with your kindness and love. I pray for our summers that you would give us hope and wisdom and discernment as we head into them and that they would be restful and restorative. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. You were so kind. Uh, Last week's episode, y'all really enjoyed. So I'm going to have to do more mom-friend combos. I've already reached out to a few. I think that's going to be a fun addition to the show. Also, hey, if you enjoy an episode, you know what's really, really helpful is when you tell a friend about it, either on social media or you leave a review, that really grows the reach of the show so that more moms can be encouraged that they're not alone and that they may hear the truth of the gospel one way or another be encouraged. And so thank you. When you share, that is a huge, huge part of this ministry. That is literally so big. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for telling friends. Y'all are so fantastic. If you have a group of moms you want to hang out with this summer, like maybe you haven't seen each other for over a year, don't forget about our podcast clubs and that we do that summer of mentorship. That's going to start mid-June. It's going to run for six weeks. Um, So don't forget, you could start thinking about that, planning that, see what your group wants to do. Just go to don'tmomalone.com and there's links to podcast club stuff. So I just wanted to drop that in there real quick. All right. Thanks y'all for joining me. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.